Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Appreciate you guys checking this one out. It's really nice uh, that the a good part of the smoke is cleared up here in the uh, the western part of Oregon. I'm pretty happy about that. I think on the last podcast you probably might have um, heard me talking about the Oregon wildfires and some of the consequences that have arose uh, from those starting up over uh, the Labor Day weekend and or at least I guess really taken off over the Labor Day weekend. Really strange to kind of go through it and experience it. You know, I guess there's been other big fires like that in the past. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in California that uh, is still going on, and I don't think it's had the kind of rain relief that uh, Oregon has been fortunate to get, at least in some of the northern parts of Oregon. So I think some of that's some, some good news for the Oregon side. I know that the fires are still going on. Uh, I know that uh, they're not they're not really all 100% contained. I think even, you know, like the fire that was in uh, southern Oregon and the talent Phoenix area yeah, is, is still still exists, is still burning. Uh, and it's uh, I think there's another one in Shady Cove that's still burning. Uh, I think I think really like there's a significant amount that's uh, that's still on fire. But uh, but I also think it's in a little bit more of a controlled and contained space now. Uh, I know that they, you know, they're, they're, they are containing it, and so it's uh, probably good news for the most part. And wow, did we get some good rainstorms over the last uh, couple of days or so uh, up here in Oregon. It's been uh, pretty significant. I was on the freeway a lot yesterday, and on the way down, it I think rained a little bit, but it was pretty clear most of the way down, like partly cloudy. First day of fall. What do you know about that? Summer's over. Yeah, first day of fall, but... Uh, we got like a little bit of rain, I think, last week, too. A good thunderstorm, too. I don't know if you guys were able to check that one out. I was talking to a friend on the phone that was down in southern Oregon, and they could see thunder, uh, or, well, they could hear thunder, and I guess see some lightning bolts striking off in the distance down there in southern Oregon, too. And then I could see it up here in northern Oregon. Uh, so I was kind of surprised. But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of lightning, heard a lot of thunder rolling right over uh, the town here. And it was pretty significant. It was a lot of sound i was like i haven't heard i haven't heard one over town like that uh probably ever in the 10 years that i've kind of been in the area or you know around about here and there um so i thought that was pretty cool getting to see some thunder some cool lightning and stuff and it was nice that uh we were fortunate i think that it was followed by a good bit of rain so i'm really hopeful that there wasn't uh, any new uh strikes that lit off new fires that ended up being significant i think it was taken care of pretty well but man, yeah, really dry still, uh, even in this time of September. So I think we got a rain last week, yeah, during that thunderstorm, and then we got a pretty strong rain. This seems like yesterday, yesterday evening. Seems like it was pretty wet for a good part of the day. Uh, a lot of the time, that, yeah, we were driving, driving around on the freeway yesterday. It was like, wow, we are getting slammed with rain in uh, kind of that that middle section of Oregon there. So uh, hopefully that uh, that landed up in the Cascades and some spots to put out or, or help with uh, some of the fires that are coming down. And I know there's also some, some problems that come about with rain too, you know, a lot of, a lot of wetness and stuff in some of the, uh, some of the locations where things are just kind of unstable. I think it kind of adds another uh, element of instability, but really yeah, right now it's, it's definitely needed to get something coated on the ground given how dry it's been for the last uh, couple months here. Um, so it's really cool that uh, September's come around, that there's been a little bit of rain and that we're kind of moving through the season a little bit. It's a nice relief, too. It's uh, I know the fires are still burning, but it's it's really a, a significant relief to have a good bit of that wildfire smoke pushed off the uh, the West Coast here, these these West Coast valleys that were, uh, that were west of the Cascades. I was really sucked in for a few days. I was surprised by it. 
So I'm glad to see it uh, kind of cleared up again. It's kind of nice. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I couldn't really take any more of the smoke. It was so thick, you know, you couldn't see really across the street. I was, there was like four days there. I don't think I left the house. I, I talked about that before, but man, it was just like, oh, man, way too much. So really glad to have a change in the weather. And uh, uh, I think we're actually supposed to get another heat wave next week. So I hope that kind of goes mellow for us. I, I know they're, they're talking about that as a concern in California where they haven't got the rain that I think we've got, the, the, the relief that we've got from the rain. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think they're bracing for another wave of heat to come through. I think that's probably going to affect us and our weather here in the Oregon area as well uh, sometime in the first part of October. So I'm hopeful that it kind of stays mellow. But uh, But yeah, wow. It's going to be uh, kind of still, still still more interesting curves and stuff to come in 2020. Well, you know, um, so uh, I'm hopeful that the the fires and stuff in Oregon have uh, kind of uh, tamped down a little bit and that uh, we're not going to see a significant amount of, I don't know, fire damage and, or, you know, new fire problems to arise. And I think there's still people that are, I'm certain that there's still people in, in zones that are restricted from returning back to their homes, you know, even if they weren't burned, but they were in like maybe a burn area or near a burn area. I think that they're uh, still in like an area that was evacuated. And if they are, if it's a red zone or maybe still a yellow zone, I'm not sure. But I think if it's a, if it's in an evacuated area, you're not allowed to return to your house yet. So you're still just evacuated somewhere, uh, which would be very strange. It'd be really strange to just be out you know, somewhere away from your house. So I feel really bad for all those people and how kind of upside down that must feel this month. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't recall a time that it's affected so many, uh, so many like smaller communities like that all at one time. I mean, just like up and down the I five corridor or up and down the, I guess the, the Western side of the cascade range, there was just problems throughout it. So it's wild. I've never heard of anything like that before. Um, but I was saying, um, it's the first day of fall or it's uh it's just been the first day of fall a couple of days ago so uh i think we've um we've just passed our what is it the autumnal equinox which is pretty cool autumnal equinox i think it was the 22nd this year uh we had uh yeah equal day equal time of day and night as we uh, kind of move in toward the winter and as we kind of move in toward uh the winter solstice coming up late december this year but uh yeah move past the equinox here in fall now or i guess from summer to fall so now we're in autumn and i think what is it like the quarter point or like the halfway point between now and the solstice is i think was it like maybe november 10th or so sometime around that it's like early november i think it was also kind of part of why halloween was placed at the date it was there's some kind of screwy things that have happened with the calendar in the past if you want to hear about that listen to the night sky podcast another one that i've uh, worked on a bunch in the past um or probably maybe some older episodes of this one it's probably in this feed too somewhere back there but there were some changes in the calendar that happened uh, back in the middle ages but prior to that the reason that halloween was placed on the 31st or that that all hallows eve thing is because it was uh, uh sort of like a uh a spiritual holiday where it was a half a halfway point between the equinox and the winter solstice. There's also, I think, a couple others that are sort of strangely placed in there. Like, uh, I think it's like Groundhog's Day is one. Like, right around February 1st is a halfway point. I think that May Day is another one. Um, 
May Day, and then it was Lamas Day. I think it's still holiday in parts of Europe, or it's yeah, I don't know on the calendar or something. But um, I think that's August first. So I think August first, October thirty first, February second, and May first are all part of this. What I don't know middle holiday section between or you know for forever it worked it was uh it was the the middle point between the equinox and the solstice as placed uh between each of those seasons but yeah i thought that was kind of interesting i was like oh huh, really interesting so uh right now yeah we're at the the equinox point of it so it's kind of cool i hadn't been able to do any uh, astronomical observations or see any stars or planets or anything for a few days there Certainly while the smoke was uh, really heavy. So, I mean, I think uh, just a couple of days ago was like the first time I'd been able to see a star in, it would seem like two weeks or something, right? So uh, I was able to be I was able to spot a couple of things out there, which were pretty cool. I, like, I think I talked a little bit about Jupiter and Saturn that are out to the south of us uh, at night, kind of, I don't know, the 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock range, you know, just kind of right in the, the nighttime there. Well, actually, now that it's getting dark earlier, I think now that we're right after the... After the equinox, we should be getting dark around like seven fifteen, seven o'clock or so. It's kind of getting like uh, pretty dim out there, but uh, but by eight o'clock, certainly you're able to see a pretty dark sky, and uh, I think you're able to spot uh, Venus and Jupiter uh, really easily to the to the south while you're here in the north. Well, yeah, I guess probably just about everywhere, but but yeah, up here in the northern hemisphere, you're able to to look out to the south and spot the bright spots. So I think the brightest spot right is uh, Jupiter. And I think it's still up in what would be Sagittarius. And then a little bit to the left of the brighter Jupiter is Saturn. And that's still visible in that area. But then in the morning sky, which is cool, I've only really been able to spot it a couple times, is uh, Venus. Venus is coming up now. It's actually up pretty high in the sky. And it's really quite bright in the in the morning sky. It's, uh, it's always really stunning in the morning and in the evening, too, when, it, uh, when it's near a bright uh, or it's near its like brightest point. It's like, wow, man, you can really see that planet. Wow. So it's always uh, really fun to see. But I think if you're up at like um, like 3.34 a.m., yeah, it's still dark for a few hours. So, yeah, probably like 4 a.m. It should be up, and you should be able to see it for a few hours. But, yeah, if you're up around like um, like 4.30 or 5, you'll be able to see it kind of high in the sky above uh, maybe some of like the Mercury uh, cloud cover that you would have on the horizon or you know smog layer or whatever it is on the horizon line um but yeah i think it's up a little bit higher i think probably around 5 a.m or so you're able to see it pretty high in the sky i was able to see it pretty high uh, a couple times even back in august like a month ago or so i was able to to check it out a bit so it's been cool getting to spot a couple of planets out there i think if you wait yeah like uh if you wait until about midnight or so maybe it's a little earlier now you're able to spot Mars coming up over the horizon line. So probably about 1 a.m. or so, you'd be able to, to get a good view of the planet Mars over on the eastern horizon uh, as it's kind of rising up there in the in the east. It's cool. Yeah, it's really, really bright, kind of copper, red, red-orange color. It's cool. Um, I think that's most, most of the planets that are... That are popping up right now, or at least most of the stuff that I've gotten to check out in the last couple of days. But uh, I just got up got up early a couple of days ago and was able to spot Venus at the window, and I've kind of been keeping an eye on it as it's been uh, been moving around. But uh, it's pretty cool, yeah. Get a spot to a couple of planets was pretty fun. So, been trying to keep up with uh, some astronomy stuff and some 
sky watching stuff is cool. Uh, been a little bit less of it this summer, I guess, you know, just with everything else going on and, uh, and, you know, different, different parts of stuff. But I have been studying a lot of, uh, archaeoastronomy stuff, which is pretty cool. I want to try and kind of bring that into maybe a little bit of this podcast as a promo, but, uh, but also kind of bring it into some other, uh, project stuff that I'm trying to do. Uh, so I'll try and get into that at some point. I, I think I put up a podcast a little while ago about, uh, like comet Neowise and some of the observation stuff I was doing around it. So, uh, yeah, so it's sort of more, more talk like that over on, the night sky podcast, the one I was talking about earlier and uh, a lot of, I don't know, kind of weird esoteric talk about uh, changes to the calendar and changes to uh, astronomical observations or, or, you know, mythologies and stuff that we have about space and stars. Um, so I was like that stuff. It's kind of fun and you can get kind of, kind of deep with it too. Um, at least like the research side of it. It's really cool to, to kind of look at uh, what what different people were thinking, you know, because it's like thousands of years of um, you know, like at least people putting out their their feelings about what they thought about these different things at different times. So it's kind of cool to to get to see some of that. So let's talk about something even more exciting: SEO. I bet that's a, a pretty exciting topic. If you're still listening to this, thank you, appreciate it. Who listens on Pocket Casts? It seems like one person listens on Pocket Casts. I get these stats, you know, and I'm able to see some stuff. There's a lot of players and stuff I can't see. So I'm not sure, like, I can, I can, I can see, like, Spotify stats and stuff. But, um, and like, I don't know, there's someone on Player FM that downloads it every once in a while. You think, like, oh, is that, like, a bot or something that just, like, checks the feed? Why is Player FM even noticing my podcast, you know? But at least it shows up somewhere. Thanks a lot. Tipping my hat to you for uh, checking out the podcast on uh, on whatever you find it on. But, uh, yeah, speaking of how you find things on the Internet, what's more exciting than talking about SEO? I've been working on, I'll keep it short, I've been working on uh, SEO on my website and uh, trying to kind of figure it out a little bit. But really, like, kind of once you figure out, I don't know, at least the basic process of what you're supposed to do, I, I've been trying to go through and fill in a bunch of the details that I had left kind of blank in the past, sort of in a rush to uh, populate content on the website. So for a long time, if you had noticed, um, I'm sure all of you are frequent visitors to the great website, uh, billynewmanphoto.com. But a lot of it for a long time wasn't really maintained well. And so a lot of the posts had been made through some cross-posting mechanism that I had uh, created with ift, and if this, then that command that said, if a new Facebook photo post is made, take that photo and send it out to Twitter and Flickr and a Tumblr page and a 500px photo page and your website and your WordPress page, right? Um, and so that's how a lot of the photos ended up showing up on the website was through this command that would grab the photo and then sort of automatically, in an automated way, populate a post a photo post with, you know, just whatever the text of the, the tweet or the, the Facebook post was, and then make a blog post with that. What was not included in that post was anything that would be uh, search engine optimization information. So there was no alt tag, there was no title to the photo, or it was an automated title that was like a weird hash of numbers and text and stuff that would have come from Facebook, I suppose. Um, and, you know, so it was just kind of like weird changes that would have happened. And they were kind of stripped down. So, yeah, the alt tags weren't there. There was no description. There was no links in the post or or body text of the blog post. So there's really nothing like for anything to, to index or populate. 
So what I've been trying to do is go back through all those posts. It's probably around 1,500 posts or so. I think what it says on my site is that there's something like 1,600 posts or something on it. Um, so I've done about 800 of them so far. And it's really pretty rudimentary stuff that I've been changing. It's probably, there's, there's, I'm sure there's, there's grades of it that you could do, and I could probably do a better job of, uh, of filling out the, the information to be uh, more accurate or more bespoke or to fit into a certain uh, SEO topic a little better. But as it goes, for the most part, I've just been kind of trying to, to take the different pieces and then fill them out a little bit more so that at least in some way they are populated uh, with something that's, that's kind of cogent and, and cohesive, you know, like that makes some sort of sense that I'm putting together. Uh, so trying to do that, do some search engine optimization. So I've been adding a bunch of alt tags to my photographs that are old blog posts and blocks of like links and different paragraph texts that are supposed to kind of explain some different things about it. A lot of that is sort of, that's sort of the fuzzy stuff for all these old posts. I'm trying to go through and just add like some kind of, kind of basic sort of standard text pieces of like, you know, there's this about me, there's this about my gear, there's this about stuff that you can find out about different places or something. Um, so I kind of like, I just kind of put together this little like notes list and then I've been going through and then trying to run a couple little, uh, little commands or, you know, I have this little like process. So I do these three steps and then you kind of like make these couple changes, uh, to each post and then you move on to the next one. You get, you check your SEO score and then you kind of bump to the next one. So what I'm trying to do is, uh, fill out the, the meta tags, the alt tags and the descriptions and titles with better SEO quality, I guess, titles and descriptions so that they're able to be populated into Google or other search engines. Uh, more effectively like that's a trouble thing like when uh, like I, I search for my name or i search for different maybe photos that i have it's really kind of sparse that uh, the links from my website are the ones that are populating that that list there there's a few others that are that are probably not even really super high quality links that are in there like i think there's like you know just some i think character that was that had a different name even than mine uh, but that one seems to show up there's a couple from another photographer named Billy Newman. There's another one from a jazz guitar player who has an album on Spotify who's named Billy Newman. And so there's just a couple couple funny ones that seem to, oh, there's a guy who was on the grassy knoll. That guy was named Billy Newman. It's weird things when you find it, you know, you Google, Google your name or uh, you look at the Google image search of your name or your business or something. You're like, who who's that? What do they do? Weird. So... I've been doing that a little bit and trying to kind of back search and figure out like what links populate. You know, what's weird too, as I look at it, you know, I've like put links everywhere, right? Like I was saying, I've, I've been kind of working on this website thing for a long time, and, you know, to some degree, like I was saying, I didn't, I didn't really fill out the information properly. So I'm sure Google never probably even really indexed it at all. Uh, but when I look around and I look at the photos that are listed in the first couple pages of a search result for either my name or, or something kind of related to me, uh, the things that come up are like, it's a photo from Twitter or it's like my Facebook profile picture that has like my name in it or something. And that's like the highest quality as like the highest quality Billy Newman picture that exists out there or something. Or like, or even if I find like a photograph of mine that I put up somewhere, it'll say it's from my Tumblr page. And I think, what? My top. I never even, I don't think I've been to my Tumblr page. Like I was saying before, like, you know, I just set up a thing and, and then it's kind of automatically posted this, this blog roll and no one goes to that Tumblr page. 
Like it's always been spam. I don't think I've ever got like a a real person comment. I like you know I don't, I don't think I've ever got any interaction there. Uh, so, but it's weird. Yeah, when you when you do like a search or something, you're like, oh, with Tumblr or oh, this Flickr page is where this is from, or oh, Twitter. Like yeah, there's a few other of them that you know just pop up from somewhere. Weird. Well, where's this from? Uh, or like my really old WordPress site. That one shows up sometimes before my new site, right? Like when I was in college and I had like a free WordPress.com site, billynewman.wordpress.com is still out there. And yeah, you can pull it up and I think it just looks the same. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, wow. Hey, it's still on the internet. That's cool. I was thinking about kind of making a couple of those other or you know, a few more like WordPress.com sites. They're kind of uh, useful for some things. And given that you don't have to really uh, work on maintaining them, it's kind of a... A nice way to have just some some kind of easy static thing, and if you need to, you can you can set up a, a referral link or what not a referral link, a uh, redirect, some kind of like redirect from a URL that you have to make it a little cleaner or something if you're working on a project or something. But um, yeah, yeah, it's weird going through search engine stuff, trying to find your name, trying to find your pictures, and it is working though. Like as I'm noticing, like uh, as I filled out some more uh, tag information and title information. Uh, in the right way and I kind of try and include like some some mention of my name in there in the description or something or like you know photograph by um, so that and that's kind of a, a trick that I had heard from some photographers in the past that were working on um, some images and publishing them is one of the things that they said is like one of the most important things you can do to be found or at least to be followed up with if a photograph of yours is found is to include some kind of like um, like authorship information in the description or metadata of the photograph that you render out. And I think that there's a way that you can do that in an automatic way by applying uh, the, the EXIF data or like, you know, some metadata in, in your library module in Lightroom. I think there's, there's, and there's other tools you can use to edit your metadata as well. I think you can like edit stuff like the, the title or the, the tags that the photo has. And then in that also, I think that you can, you can like put your copyright information in your name. And I have seen photographs like that before where, yeah, like you, you download like a, a wallpaper image or something. But then if you check out the EXIF data on the side, it's really quite populated with a lot of information, a lot of different pieces, uh, including their name and different tags about what the photo is about and stuff. So uh, when it is put together in a better way, I guess, you know, it makes it easier or just much simpler to find out like, oh, well, like I like this photograph. Who's this photograph by? And then it says right there within it, you don't really have to go search anywhere else or at least you're you're immediately kind of in contact with uh, the contact where, you know, with the information for that, for that person. Um, so that is cool and can be a good thing. And I hadn't really done it before. So I'm trying to go through and do that with all these past photographs and figure those out. And then at the same time, I'm trying to do a bunch of edits on a bunch of photographs that I haven't really put, I haven't really put up a bunch of new stuff in the last couple of years. Um, so I'm trying to go through a bunch of that stuff and some older stuff too. That's kind of cool. And I'm trying to kind of tune it up a little bit in the editing and get them kind of print ready is sort of what I'm trying to do for some stuff. But also some of it's just fun. I'm trying to uh, populate and edit up some old uh, old photographs. Or I'm trying to kind of get into some black and white stuff a little bit more too, which is cool. Uh, but I'm going through some of these images and trying to prep up a bunch. And then I'm also trying to write out sort of a, a format for, for setting up these, uh, you know, like I'm saying, like a, some more information about whatever I'm trying to write about in a post that's sort of associated with these photographs that I'm editing. So uh, I've been trying to set that up so that I can schedule them and have them uh, kind of ready to go on the website, um, which is super exciting. Or, you know, it's just like, wow, man, well, I got to write. Or, you know, I got to like sit here and like write out 
the answers to like these like sets of questions that I've kind of like made for myself of like how to put together like okay well like I'm gonna try and I have this photo like where was it taken you know what was it doing what was it about what was the experience like uh, what kind of gear did it use or you know what kind whatever kind of little questions you would have about like uh, what what happened to make this photo or something you know I'm kind of trying to figure that out okay which of these are interesting and then how do I go through and like answer that question and then make that into like the paragraphs that make up the post about this photograph. It kind of gets tiring sometimes because you sort of seem like you're repeating, especially you have to do it in bulk. Um, but just to like write about your description of a photo and you sort of, or at least that for myself, like I, I kind of feel like I get lost a little bit in trying to better describe what is happening. In a, or, you know, like what, 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 what do I need to say? I mean, I said like, you know, I, I used a camera, I held it up, I took a picture. It looked good when I looked at it and I edited it a little bit. There's a lot more to it than that, but man, you can really seem sanctimonious when you start uh, writing uh, paragraphically about the, you know, like just whatever mystery you think it is to have taken a picture that looked okay. Um, so I, I kind of want to avoid avoid some of that if I can, uh, and I, I like uh, some of the, the creative writing that I see, but sometimes I see photographers, and their writing is difficult. So oh, I think I've even added to the pool of that problem in the past, but uh, even still, download my ebook, Working with Film. <laughs> That's a good stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, what I'm noticing is that uh, yeah, sometimes photographers are cool to read, uh, but sometimes they're not as cool to read. Because uh, it just you know, it's like, well, yeah, like uh, we know you took the picture. Like I don't know, like next page. Okay, like oh, you, you, yeah, you took the picture. Okay. All right, next page. What did you write about? Oh, so it seems like that a little bit with uh, with some some photo books that I've seen in the past, or some photo blogs that I've seen, which is you know probably what I'm going to continue to do. I will share in the tradition. Um, I've made a uh, a link tree page. Have you seen this before? I think I've seen some YouTubers have it. So I'm hoping it means it's hip. But uh, I think there's a link tree website. I think it's I think like or, you know, Instagrammers or something would use it too. I think it was something that became popular, so you could put it as your uh, your your one bio link in your Instagram profile. And what it was was a click or a quick uh, link out to just a super simple sort of landing page that had like a stack of like links. It was just like, you know, just a page of links. Why, why am I over explaining this? It was, it was a stack of links at a website called Linktree and you'd have a profile there and you'd make this your, your bio link in Instagram. And then when you click that link, you would get a stack of say a dozen other links to all your other places that you'd want people to go. So you get to expand from just that one link to many links. I think it was sort of the need it was designed to help out with, but it is kind of useful. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see if, uh, I, like I don't have any traffic going through those places to probably really use that in any way other than just direct through a link. Um, but, uh, the link tree service is kind of cool. I'm going through and trying to put that in some spots so that, uh, you can click there and then go to different links. So you can like kind of like direct link over to an ebook page if you want them to check that out. And then the next one down could be your Instagram page or your Facebook page or your website or your blog on your website or your about page or your new project that you're trying to list or whatever it is. So I was kind of seeing it in, uh, yeah, in some more, more managed accounts, more managed social media accounts and stuff. So I thought I'd try it out. And at least in the simple way, kind of set up a super easy profile and then just stack up a few of the links that I have. So I think it's Linktree 
slash Billy Newman, probably. It was, it's kind of a weird, uh, it's a weird like URL. It's like, I don't know, like the dot, it's like link, link t dot re or something like that. You know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, what's going on? I probably have that wrong, but it's like, it's a, it's kind of a tricky URL, but I'm sure if you, you Google it or something, but Linktree slash Billy Newman, I think should uh, pull my stuff up. Uh, it was, you know, whatever. I don't know. You probably find it all on my website too. It's really like what my website is. It's just like a stack of links that go out to the other, the other services and stuff that I'm trying to populate. So I don't know. It's all been kind of fun, but yeah, this week uh, has been a lot of computer work, a lot of writing stuff, a lot of cutting pears and apples up kind of harvest season too like i was saying hey it's the fall so then uh well before like we processed most of the apples that had come down in the summertime and then now there's some pears that we got a hold of and so we're trying to go through those and process them up and then freeze them for the winter good times so it's pretty fun it's kind of fun i'm having a good time uh putting it together make some pies and crisps this uh this winter and fall be a good time but thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. It was kind of an easy one today, right? Talking about SEO, talking about smoke that used to be here, talking about website posts. Yeah. Dedicated listeners. Appreciate it. Uh, so uh, I think that I'm going to wrap up uh, yeah, this podcast here. Appreciate you guys checking it out. You're welcome to go to billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support or billynewmanphoto.com forward slash about to find out uh, more of the things that I'm up to or uh, more of the ways you can uh, support some of the photo work that I'm up to. Looking forward to going out this week. I think I'm taking off here pretty soon and uh, trying to do a couple photo projects through the week. I'm trying to get into some more video stuff, like uh, a couple longer clips of some uh, some outdoor areas that I need to grab. So we'll see if I can, uh, can kind of populate that this week. And oh, there's a couple other things too about... Uh, some photo job stories I should talk about. I'll try and get into that in the next episode. Much appreciated for checking this one out. You can go, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, listen to another podcast or something. But thanks a lot. You know the links to go to. Talk to you later. Bye.